This is The Neutral Position, hosted by Nick Palmisciano. Bringing honesty and reason back into conversation. Here's your host, Nick Palmisciano. Hey guys, welcome to The Neutral Position. Today I have with us from Veteran Mortgage Solutions, Mac, the Axe, Verdi. Mac, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, man. Good to see you. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. So uh, combat veteran, was in the Army for about eight years, got out, did that whole entrepreneurial thing for a while. Um, going down that whole road, you know, I found a, in the mortgage world, I found a market or a need for, let's say, uh, you know, when we were in the military, right, the, the bigger banks were the ones we all went to yep. for our insurances, for our property casualty, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And your local insurance broker would say, hey, I can't beat them. You're in the best hands. Now, we all have Progressive. We all have Geico. We have all these other companies out there because those those, those big banks aren't, you know, giving us those rates or those, that good pricing that we used to have. So I saw in the mortgage world that there was a need for a company that was veteran-centric where we could focus with veterans, literally give them, take them in and give them the best service out there to really get them into a home that they deserve, that we've earned, right? And that's that's how we started this today. Very cool. And we've got Albert in the hot seat today, and this is just the kind of thing Albert loves to talk about. So well, if a business is flashy, Albert's not interested. If it's like something that you look at and you go like, you know, like, like you know, like we're firing people from cannons or something. Albert wants something to do with it. But if it is a product that people absolutely need where he can ink out a margin over time, Albert's all about it. So yes. I, so I like, I don't like creating demand. I like to know that the demand is present and then all I have to do, not all, cause it's not simple. You gotta be a little bit Are you better. saying that what Mac does is simple? Nope. Are but you, you have to be better. Are we starting this off with you being I'm not a saying jerk it's simple, to Mac? But I know he doesn't need to create demand quite like we got to are you saying videos. people need to live in places I'm, I'm saying people do like to live <laughs> in places and then when i found out what rates veterans actually get i was like i actually might consider joining <laughs> this is because i feel to make so much more money it's insane <laughs> i was like why did i not do this i'm thinking back to when the air force coach came to me in high school i was like are you have you thought about the air force and they just looked him square in the face and just said no <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if the Air Force would have been good for you. Probably not. But. Like, I, don't know. I don't know. You live by your own rules. So, so um, you, you get out of the military, and did you immediately start your first business? Yes. Yeah. As soon so as, right out, the second as, you got as out. As soon as I got out, had that entrepreneurial spirit. What was it? That's awesome. Um, it was a PI business. Was, oh, I didn't even know about this one. Yeah, that was my very first one. Oh, that's very, did you wear like the derby hat? No, we're ch- we're chasing insurance fraudsters, <laughs> workers' comps claims. Back then, we didn't have the you know the iPhone wasn't really a thing, so literally yeah. cameras, wow. you know, filming people half wow. a mile away. People saying like, "Hey, I hurt my neck. Right. I'm yep. making this big claim." Yep, Max in the garbage can, like, oh, you yep. look like you're doing something. You're Coming play, out. playing t-ball with your kid, you he, look fine. He's hanging upside down from a tree, filming <laughs> a guy. Yeah, that was that was the first one, and that was uh, it was fun. It was really fun, but the, that whole market changed just with technology. Yeah, lawyers, you know, everything was changing. People Satellites, were just settling. Drones, yeah. exactly. Like, and there's things you couldn't do, right? You couldn't yeah. use a drone, or you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't secretly put a GPS tracking system, which at the time was so ridiculously expensive on somebody's car, <laughs> because you would lose them, cause, right? Because yeah. yeah. it, it was that hard back yeah. then. It was really playing a game every day, yeah, yeah. which was really cool and really fun. But then at the end of the day, it's like we're, mo- we're most people committing fraud. Yeah, all of them. All wow. of them. Like if we got a call to work the case, the suspicion was super high because okay. they the insurance companies weren't wasting that money on us to catch these people. Like we're talking hundreds of thousands, millions oh, yeah. of dollars, yeah, yeah, millions yeah, yeah. of dollar cases. Yeah. Wow. You know, a guy that fell off the ladder at work that can't work anymore, but then he's in the front yard throwing a football forty yards. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, dude. That's why our rates are so high, right? Yeah. So that was that was that was the first run, and then we got into. Uh, what made you get out of that business? Um, family. You know, it was a. It was, it was all it encompassing. Twenty four seven. Yeah, it was. Know. It was. You know, it, it was like the military, right? You had your guys. You had to guide them. You had to lead them. 
but it wasn't military guys. Gotcha. It was a bunch of clowns that wanted to make a lot of money and <laughs> couldn't do their job, honestly. <laughs> Literally, it was, it was the so worst you, thing ever. So you founded this? No, it was a franchise. Okay. It was a franchise. I. But it, still, though. Still entrepreneur right out of the gate. So, yeah, yeah. What made you? What made you decide w- once you were post? Um, you know, you're out of the military. What made you decide to take on this endeavor? Because, because I've met a lot of you know like, during your time. Like a lot of people like don't really know what to do. Right. So a franchise, that huh? That was me. But a franchise comes with a, a lot of fees. So you know what I mean, so it, it's potentially quite scary for someone to say like, okay, I'm going to commit all these fees and do this with with uh, uh, in a field maybe I'm not too familiar with or whatever the case may be. So I joined the military a little bit late. I was 22 when I joined the, the army, mm-hmm. right after September 11th. Really, you know. That was the reason yeah. why I joined. So before that, I was a private investigator. Oh, okay. So I had a, I had a, had an idea about what went on and how fun it was, right? Just chasing people all day or following people. Yeah. Just not getting <laughs> caught, right? Yeah. Like you're alert. Like you just don't get caught. Yeah. And film them, and it was fun. And uh, from there, I exited and started a sunglass company and did okay with that. You know, with the sunglass company, I was so like gun heavy I wanted it because I wanted to build a brand that my my buddy still in service could wear yeah I wanted a you know a sunglass that they could wear while in uniform matte black fit all the codes or whatever I don't remember what it was anymore and I didn't know there was an APEL list and the APEL list is a military for the army it's a sunglass list that you can only wear these three companies yep the big three and there's no way in hell I was breaking into this. Which is crazy, right? There's no way. I could have the best product. I had the best product. I had Carl Zeiss lenses. I had everything. We see this a lot. So the more the more that you look at why things are the way they are. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've worked with a group of guys that are that kind of make fun of the ambulance business. Right? Very weird, right? Um and one of the things that we found is like, why is it so hard to break into the ambulance business? Well, it's because the legislature doesn't really know anything about what the rules should be. So the ambulance companies have essentially lobbied them to say, hey, we'll take care of this to make sure that, you know, we only have people that hit the highest standards. Right. So in order to start an ambulance company, you have to get big ambulance, so to speak, to approve your company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why yeah. would they do that? Right. You know, <laughs> right. like, so um, there's so many different things that are just like that, where you're like, why is it this way? Right. You know, why isn't there a standard? Right. And, and that, that was my, that's what pissed me off the most, because, like, I built this brand. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. such a fun, you know, yep. you being in apparel, it's such a fun business. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Everybody wants a pair of cools classes. It no. is it is really cool. Like so, I don't. I'll just say this: I do not miss being in the t-shirt business at all. Um, I don't miss inventory. I don't miss, you know, the grind of it. But it was and still is because you know uh, it is still cool when you see something that you've built on someone else. Hundred percent. They've chosen right. the thing that you made to wear. Yep. That's really cool. So I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah. So what made you leave that? Uh, we had an offer. We got a, we got an offer. A, yep. a local business guy liked it, took it over, rebranded it, started his own thing. Um, it's still up and running. He's doing it's Oakley. Uh, that's super. Uh, yeah, it's now yeah, known they, as Oakley. Maybe you've yeah. heard of it. Oakley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's like the dude that sold Victoria's Secret and then killed himself a, a year later. You ever hear that story? No, I don't know. It might be that an old, sounds pretty. Morbid. It might be an old. Oh, it might be an old wives' tale, but I, he sold it for like eight million or something, and then um, the brand, whatever giant company that bought it, like blew it up. Limited brands or yeah, whatever. They blew it up like a year later. It, a year later, it was worth like hundreds of millions or whatever, and the guy killed himself. Yeah, that's, but could he have done what they did? Well, they probably had endless right. resources. Yeah, I'd be happy. Contracts. I'd be like, right. oh, that's awesome. My brand lives yeah. on. I made eight million dollars. Yeah. The ultimate fumble was the me. McDonald's brothers. Yeah. When best. Ray Kroc was like, I'll like, give you 1% of McDonald's royalties in perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. Like, On a handshake. They're like, nah. Yeah. It was It was supposed to be in the, like, they didn't enforce it in the contract. Right. It was a handshake. Yeah. He, like, promised it them. He promised it. Oh, that's cold. And it would have yeah. been worth $100 million every year or something. I, I saw the movie, yeah, right? It, it's preposterously high. Yeah. yeah. I didn't it's, watch the movie, but I should because it's Michael it's, Keaton. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ray Kroc movie. is, it's a, a great ter- movie. He's a terrible person, right? Uh, <laughs> It's questionable, right? Yeah. But like in in 
Is he a smart businessman? Yeah, he was. But like most people don't know the story of Ray Kroc. He was like a basically down on his luck milkshake salesman until he was in his 50s. We've all been there. When he found McDonald's. <laughs> and he's like, I only have one customer that does well. Yeah. These two brothers in California named McDonald's. Because mm-hmm. he goes and f- sees their process and says, I want to take this and in, in expand it. But anyways, it's a good movie. I think The Founder is a good story. It's an interesting story, but definitely always get it in writing. There is should <laughs> never be a handshake deal. Yeah. Don't, don't you let that happen to you. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do it e- even with friends. Like it's just just so that because memory is not perfect, and you know, and people forget what they agreed to, and you know, it's always better to have clarity, just clarity of what everyone's doing. Oh yeah, it's like uh, the <clears throat> there was a there was a good case with um, the two original female models for Snapchat the app uh, before it became Snap. It was Snapchat and. They uh, they they just modeled. It's, it, snap, it was a, it's called Snap now. Snap company. It, it they had, they publicly traded as Snap. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But anyways, I it, did not know that they basically reneged. They signed an agreement that said that they could use their faces for like, you know hundred bucks to sell the app or whatever, and then the app takes off. But then they're like, wait a second, our faces are being used to make, you know, billions like, of dollars. That's the way it is, though. They're like, we should get a cut of that. Yeah, and they there? tried to come around. Yeah, they brought they brought up a case, and they they, I think their defense was it wasn't disclosed to them what the intended per like they were trying oh, okay. to nullify the contract because gotcha. they were saying that it was signed under false pretense. Gotcha. That well, that might you know make what I mean? Sense. Yeah, yeah. Because like they were like, oh, they said it was just a school project, but then the defense was like, it was. It was never our intention. Like you know, like we didn't know it was going to make this much money, mm-hmm. which they probably didn't. Yeah. But they probably thought it could. Yeah. But. It doesn't matter. It get it in writing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's got to be Crazy. in writing. <laughs> anyway, so you sell you sell your your sunglasses business. Got out of that, and the the guy that sold us the plastic for the sunglasses to be molded mm-hmm. in Italy said, "I got a guy. I have a friend in North Carolina who I can't mention the name. Um, had a product. Is it Don Johnson? No. <laughs> Just check. He had a product. It was his hobby business. He made a disposable hand restraint." Like a flex cuff mm-hmm. it was super unique. It it, it it never got dry rotted, never got brittle, maintained its tensile strength in at least seven years in both climates, right? Afghanistan, extreme heat to extreme cold. They're not breaking. 300 pound tensile force, double locking system. I still know the pitch all these yeah. years later. Double locking system. Um, and being an MP in the Army, all my buddies now are big dudes up there. Yeah. Regimental Sergeant Majors, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those guys. So I said, hey, look at this product I have. Can we do something with this? And then that thing just blew up. We got into all the Army MP kits, NSN number, massive distribution across the country. And now that was a fun project because I, was, I wasn't I was selling. I was like, hey, buddy, check out my handcuff. <laughs> oh, here's the NSN number. Go. Fire away. You know, and they're just yeah. ordering. And it's just going through the process. And that got to the point where it got. So were you an owner in that? I, I, I didn't buy in. I earned um, sweat equity. Oh, cool! So when I exited, I had I had a good amount of it because it went from five digits a year as a hobby to we were seven, almost eight digits. Wow! In less than three years. That's a lot of flex. Cups. Just it's a lot. Yeah. But that's just out there hustling, like shot for the, show. For those who can't do math, that's from let's let's go high end. That's ninety nine thousand dollars a year of sales to attend. Uh, well, ten to ninety nine. He was he was around eighty <laughs> when I when I came in, and he 80. was he was around eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. He was doing a year average, not being able to get in because he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't out and about. It was just. But he was something he, he, he was. Is a hundred X ROI good? It's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> just was, making sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe not if you're a venture capitalist, but he so was definitely everyone uh, else. He he was a chemist. He was a scientist. He created this phenomenal product that he made himself. He had fifteen patents on it. Yep. Um, he just couldn't sell it. You know. One, one of those guys. And that's, so, where, and, and that's where you came in. And yeah, it, was just, it was a great relationship for a yeah. while. And it just got to the point where I think it was too much money. And greed definitely became a factor, not on my side. And I was, you know, I was the face of it. I was out there at just, I was at SHOT Show, right? Like $200,000 in orders without a booth. Like just going to my distributors, my just clients. Hang, just hanging out. Hanging out at SHOT Show. Check it out. Getting that SHOT Show crowd, right? Yeah. 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 Like the worst week ever. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
pounding and grinding. Yeah, every time. I've never gone there and not gotten sick. Never. You, you, like, you come, yeah. day three, you can't talk. Yeah, you can't talk. You're sick. It's literally 15, 15 yep. meetings a day for three days. Yep. Handshake after handshake. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's a, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a rut. So we went from that to that. And then I got into uh, body armor was my last. Man, you have had a lot of businesses. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been fun. It, it's, it, it's been fun, but it hasn't been fun. Because I'm like, this is it. This is my 30-year ride or die, and we're done. Yeah. Right? I'm 43 years old. So it's been like, it's been cool. Yeah. You know, I got we're out, the same age. Yeah. I got out when I was 28. Yeah. So, like, in the last 17 years, it's been three years this, four years this, two years this. Yeah, but so what? I know. It's fine. I'm not complaining. Trust me. I'm I mean, not it complaining. Sounds, I mean, it sounds like you complain. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not complaining. You know, there is some, there is some ones between there that, you know, you throw shit against the wall, see what sticks, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, then we started Body Armor was the same thing. Like, we had a great product, super light, level four helmet nobody had. Couldn't get couldn't get the SOCOM contract for the ground helmet guy. Why? Because I don't have a ranch in the middle of the, in, you know, uh, Dakota, South North Dakota. I don't have all the group guys hanging out. Oh, yeah. you know, because I, you know, I was a native. I go, who picks this? Yeah. Uh, you want me to give you 200 helmets? That's literally going to cost me quarter million dollars to make and produce. Yep. And I got a guy named Larry on the ground saying, we're going to go with this one. <laughs> no, I'm not taking that risk. Yeah. yeah. You're not on my ranch. You're not, you're not hunting and fishing with me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the good old boy market. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we played with that for a while. I was the first one to make hard female, hard armor. Oh so yeah. It actually created the cup size for a female officer. Yeah. So it fit perfectly. It wasn't uncomfortable. So it didn't have that gap between. Yep. I mean, it's a hell of an idea. It was great. Um, and then again, just me and my partners, we didn't align too well. Partners are tough, man. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. I work with this guy. You know how hard that is? It's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> the, uh, there, Every day. There's a, What's that adage? There's an adage in, biz, in, in business that's like, you know, the, and I, I'm going to butcher it right now, but like who you work with is more important than like, I, what you are doing 100% I yeah I would I've that's probably the biggest thing I've ever learned yeah like I don't look at the product or what I'm doing I'm looking about the person I'm doing it with yeah yeah like if I could roll with this guy like okay cool and I thought I could with in the past but when you have success rather quickly success makes everything it changes harder. people it changes true people. colors yep. come out right yep. yep like you just spent $12,000 at SHOT Show in a week I'm like okay I just wrote $200,000 in business what's yeah. the issue here that's cost of doing business yeah I just saved us 100000 not having a booth <laughs> yeah. Like hello, yeah. Oh, you know, it's just like whatever. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. it's tough. Anyway, so you now you have veteran mortgage solution. Yeah. So after body armor, um, I, I was looking for. Oh, some, wait, is there more after body armor? Just a little one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little one that turned into VMS. So okay. the little one I did, I started a credit repair company called Credit Repair Veteran. Okay. I wanted something where I could work from home, talk to veterans, and help them. So literally in two months, I picked up about 400 people, paying on average $99 a month, all me from my house, simple credit repair platform, and just doing it the right way, like constant communication, really helping these guys with their credit. Because as we know, veterans don't, in the military, there's no financial literacy. You get a guy coming from the Midwest. So for our audience that might not be a veteran, how bad are vets with money like is, well, it, is mean, this like a is this like a, well, I'll, I'll, a common occurrence i like, think it's a common occurrence in america well yeah that's true so yeah. is it more prevalent imagine a media agency that can make a documentary that qualifies for academy award voting imagine another that created a billboard charting music video for five for fighting imagine Another that has raised so much money for nonprofits in its first year working on the Classy.org platform that at the end of the year, it was named as only the second marketing partner in Classy's history. Imagine another firm that can cover your events anywhere on planet Earth and provide a compelling series of videos about those events immediately and to your needs. And imagine another still that can help your e-commerce business take it to the next level. Now imagine that they're all the same business, Diesel Jack Media. Some of you might be saying, hey, Nick, isn't that your company? And to that I answer, can a company like Diesel Jack Media really be owned? Or can it merely be coaxed out like a beautiful butterfly on a spring day? 
As you listen to this podcast that, by the way, Diesel Jack Media created, you may be asking yourself, what's our secret? It's simple. We try not to suck. Sounds easy, right? It should be. But somehow, marketing companies and media agencies always seem to get it wrong. You see, we don't make PowerPoints about doing work. We do the work because we like the work. And if one of our ideas doesn't work, you know what we do? We try another one again and again and again until our ideas start to work. Because not quitting until it's right is at the heart of not sucking. And as previously mentioned, that's what we try not to do here. Diesel Jack Media, we try not to suck. Visit us at dieseljackmedia.com. That is dieseljackmedia.com. I think what happens is, and this is my opinion, I'll let you answer because you're the expert, but my opinion is you're getting paid twice a month no matter what. Mm -hmm. And most, you know, in the early years, unless you're an officer, you're living in the barracks. So what that means is your roof and your food are taken care of no matter what. So 100% of what you make is disposable. It's all disposable. Yes. <laughs> that's, so, that's so that's, so the habits can get bad quickly because it's like, why not have a ridiculous car that you definitely don't need because you don't need the money. So the money basically goes to yep. cars, women and alcohol. So hundred <laughs> percent. And that's the problem. You get a young kid from the Midwest now making 30 grand a year, probably more money than his parents. Yep. And they don't know what to do with it. And they just spend and they don't care about credit. And when you get out and you have to get a job and your, your credit's not there anymore. Can't get an apartment. Can't, can't get, get a get car. Anything. Yeah. And, you know, and I've always, we needed those programs in there for junior lower enlisted just to teach them. Like, hey, this means something at the end of the day. You know, and that's, so having all these clients and doing all this, it just really opened my eyes. And everybody was like, I'm like, why do you need, you know, why do you want to fix your credit? I want to use my VA home loan. I want to, I want to buy a house finally. So you got to, you got to fix their credit for it. And then that was like the aha moment. And, uh, you know, I partnered up with a buddy who's super successful in the mortgage industry for over 20 years. And it's fun. We have fun every day. We go in the office. I'm in an office with him every day by where we live. And we've got loan officers all around the country. We handle everybody, mm -hmm. not just veterans. We take care of everybody. And it's fun. It's a good process. So what do people need to know about mortgages? Right now, obviously, the rates are high. But like I tell them, you... you do you think they're high, though? Because I think that rates have been so low for so long. You just got used to it. Yeah, yeah. It's if just, you look at history, like, they're, they're not high. that high right now. They're not that high. But, you know, during COVID, they're like 2%. <laughs> people are saving thousands of dollars a month on a mortgage and getting cash out. Yep. Yeah. Like, it was... That's what we had to do, Right. It's what stimulated all of e-commerce, for those of you in the e-commerce yeah. business. In COVID, COVID years, yeah. sales were popping, everybody. Now yeah. we... E-com was great for that one glorious year. And then they <laughs> now, just... Now e-com companies left and right are just... Closing I mean, the you doors. can Anyone can look at the... We'll put the stock tickers of all birds. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, away, a lot of D2C companies that were killing it. Yep. Casper. <laughs> they're all suffering. Yeah, Peloton had the best year ever. Suffering. Pennies on the dollar now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, right, I tell everybody, you marry you marry your house, you, you date your rate, right? Your rates are always going to change. You could always refinance when they come down. But if you find a property you really want, and if you could afford where it's at today mm -hmm. for six, eight months, maybe a year, year and a half, who knows when the rates are going to go down, if they do. But if you could afford it now, the opportunity of it going down is probably pretty good. So, you, you, you got to... If you, if you see something you like and you, and you go for it, you go for it. We had a we had a coworker who was about to start a family, and he was kind of in this continuous shopping mode. Yep. And I'm, I remember talking to him like, "Dude, you every day you're just shopping is a chance you're allowing more market conditions to take hold that you cannot prepare for." Yep. Um, the one thing I've seen about different people that want to purchase a big asset like this is that they think that they can time things. Like what, what makes you think you're this exceptional? Like, are you an economist? You right. can forecast nobody the future. Well, like, but even, even economists, they don't really know. Like, that's my whole point is nobody knows. Nobody mo knows. Yeah. So if you like something today, you're always, because I always think about it in like 10 year horizons. If you look at the property value of just about any home on a 10 year horizon, it's almost always higher 
in 10 years. Even if you were to take the trough of, because uh, I did a study on this, on the trough of 2012. So 2008, housing market crashes. Um, yep. Housing prices continue to fall. They keep falling until 2012. So go from 2012 back to 2002. Guess what? You still would have made money on a 10-year horizon. So even when it fell to the catastrophic levels people think it falls to, and that's, that's the unique thing about housing is on a 10-year horizon, the, your property value is probably going to go up, assuming you buy in a nice place. It has to go. Like, how yeah. does it not? <laughs> because the communities are growing. There's more of a need. I mean, well, it is, as long as the community is good. Right. Yeah. You know, if the community is dilapidated and right. dying, that's a different thing. But, yeah, yeah if you buy if, in the right place. If you buy in, like, let's say, I'll say this. Like, in your major college town, you're probably. So, like, what, what, what props up our area is UNC, Duke, and NC State. Yep. This area will always have jobs. Yep. Three ma massive universities yep. right here. Yep. So super smart people are here, and now the companies have figured yeah, it out. I They're mean, like, wait like, a second, we I, should just come there. I bought my house at a time of extremely low interests, and um, so the house prices were high. Yeah. That was 11 years ago, 10 years, 10, 11 years ago, I think 11 years ago. Uh, it's essentially doubled. Oh, yeah. Even with the... Yeah. You know, well, that's the thing about when people say they want to wait for low rates, uh, which is comical to me because that just creates bidding wars. When interest, when credit is readily available to everybody, you have people that make irrational decisions now in the market. Yeah. So that's what happened during the COVID period when you heard about people lining up for houses yeah. and people putting in cash offers sight unseen. Like, yeah. and that's when I was talking about our coworkers. Like, dude, you have to be willing to overpay right now because that's the market. Well, he didn't overpay. So now he the interest rates are higher, less butt bidders. So in the end of the day, he still has like the same expense. Yep. It's not right. you can't the market kind of always works itself out like that. I live in South Florida and people the houses weren't even on the market. It was like who you knew. <laughs> like, hey, they're about to put our house on the market. All right, what do they want? Wow. Done. Yeah. Like it was that it was that crazy. Yeah. And it still is crazy. Like houses are still getting sold where we live way overpriced. And it's like, but is it overpriced or is that just the price now? You know what I mean? It yeah. Like, I mean, like I have a family member who has a house that should be worth, should be $400,000. They could get around eight, eight and change for it right now mm -hmm. in a neighborhood. We probably wouldn't want to live in. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, why aren't you selling this? Yeah. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit and, and you don't have to get into it hot and heavy, but do you think that these, um, these major venture firms that are starting to buy up, you know, homes instead of, whereas in the past, you know, they would only go commercial, mm -hmm. but now instead of commercial investment, they're starting to buy up, you know, hundreds or thousands of homes is, do you think that is having an effect on the market or do you think the market is generally working as it has? Wait, let's, we got to clarify for our, I think some of our listeners, right? Like, what are we talking about? Because Albert, why don't so, you clarify? For yeah. Our well, <laughs> let's, what I'm let's talk about, about the conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, our th listeners, uh, yeah, our listeners, yeah. the, the conspiracy theorists. All right. <laughs> Dan is off camera for people who think that BlackRock runs the world, but then don't invest in BlackRock, which is weird because BlackRock's publicly traded. So if you're listening out there and you think BlackRock runs the world, you can just buy BlackRock. Albert, do you work for BlackRock? No, but I have are BlackRock you, are stock. You, are you a BlackRock plant? I'm just saying, if people are thoroughly convinced that BlackRock cannot lose, go put your money down. You're welcome to buy some. But anyways, companies like BlackRock, Blackstone, some of the biggest holding companies in the world. Why do are, they always go with black? That's I didn't name them. I'm just asking you the question. Vanguard, Fidelity, you, what, yeah. Merrill, Morgan. What else do you want to hear? <laughs> All the big institutional. All right, go on, Albert. You were going to make some kind of point. No, that they are these. Most people don't realize it, but they are the number one purchasers of single family homes nowadays. I think I don't know if people yeah, have any clue that I that's, that's happening. That's what I was just talking about. Well, I, that's why I wanted to clarify because people <laughs> might not understand. Now that, that Albert has clarified that, so you have these giant organizations. Repeat what I said. I don't. You just blathered on for. <laughs> Can't remember that. <laughs> going on and on about how large organizations are buying up all the homes. So you have these large organizations buying up homes, which so essentially you're now competing with cash-rich, multi-billion-dollar conglomerates. Is that having a major effect on the market, in your opinion? I think it is because now it's 
they're doing it because it's also a renter's market as well. So you're buying these assets, you're renting them out for super high rent prices. And then when the market changes, you're going to flip them. It's a win-win-win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of individuals that are doing it themselves, obviously. Let me ask you this. Do you think it should be legal for these giant organizations to buy these homes? This is something I wrestle with, so I want your opinion. I feel like it's... it's I feel like it's unfair playing field. You know? You can have somebody come buy a whole block of homes, but mm-hmm. you really want to buy a home and you can't compete. So, yeah, it's... Um, but how did they get there? Right? They... they Oh, that's a, that's that's a tough one. It's tough because like tough I have one. no issue with an individual buying and renting homes, and and so like if that individual was Elon Musk, why does that not bother me? I don't know. For some reason, because it's an individual, it doesn't. But when you start talking about like an organization with virtually limitless funds, I I have a major concern about Americans not having the ability to buy a home in 10 years is it because that person it's not their money that's pulling the trigger it's it's corporate money that's like they at the end of the day that person won't be homeless yeah because they're not the one really laying it all but you will have a place to live you'll just have to rent it (laughs) yeah you'll have to rent it for exorbitant rents you know like you know it's that's a good yeah I think home so the, ownership is like a critical thing in so the, America. The only, the only thing I'd say is the amount, like the total volume, they haven't bought everything because they, they don't, they just, I mean, they haven't. I don't know if they would, right? So there is plenty of supply. I think what's going to ultimately happen is people have to really decide what their first home looks like. That's going to be the biggest challenge yeah, for people yeah, yeah. to swallow, which is you probably cannot have what you used to envision right. as a, a starter home. That's right. And I see that every day. You know what I mean? And that's a, I think that's a tough one for people because they think for whatever reason that they're going to walk into, you know, a three bed, two bath, you know, 2,000 square fence, foot. Yeah, like you think you're going to have that as your first home. It might not be. You might have a condo. You might have a townhome. But I would always think that the key to – the key to building personal wealth is to secure your housing costs. That's what I call it. Secure your housing costs because now you have a fixed number. And if you can generate more income year over year, your percentage of housing goes down. Mm -hmm. If you are a renter, you are very much so at the mercy of these big companies who are going to jack rents up every chance they get. I, I know, I know that a lot of smart people roll their homes and they pull equity out of their homes. And I know, I know that I, I just very much want to not owe anything on my house. <laughs> it's the American I, dream. I very much because it's like if the house is paid for, a lot can go wrong and you're still fine. Yeah. If the house is paid for, you can essentially work at McDonald's almost. Yeah. You know, and and you're good. Yeah. But if the house isn't paid for and something goes wrong, things can go south fast. That's so yeah, yeah so the it, inevitably there's always going to be developers right so like if i'm a real estate developer and that's what i do i always want to make homes so if, even if um <clears throat> if uh all the big banks purchase all the single family homes they're like and assume they're purchasing from me mm-hmm. but eventually they'll have enough or they won't be able to generate rents to fill them yep so then i'll still need to build homes yeah so when that day comes i'll have to build what the market needs and so Inevitably, what will happen is the houses will be built smaller. I think that has to be the big transformation. Yeah, well, I, I also think people went nuts for a while. Like, you know, some of these houses are enormous. Like Dude, just, a 2,000 square foot. Enormous. Yeah, a 2,000 square I remember growing up in my neighborhood, like a 2,000 square foot home was like. It was a big house. It was a big house, right? And when we were buying a house in 2016, we could not find anything at 2,000. Like everything was 2,500 and up in this area. Yeah. Yeah. Because developers, you know, they want to make more yeah. per, per project. Yeah. So they increase the size. Of course. Yeah. And people are saying, I want to buy those. But, yeah, that's why those those uh, people that have those 1980s lookbacks, yeah. you know what I mean? When they look back and, like, in 1980, this was the rate. And right. boomers have it much better off because of X, Y, and Z. It's like they also didn't have as much shit. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't realize how much more shit that they've added to their lives yeah. over the years. A great example is, like, your cell phone. Yeah. 
Most people now spend at least 1200 a year on their cell phone service. That didn't exist back then. No. Right. So it's like a percentage of income. Like it's a good way like to look at it. We, we, yeah. we just, we've, we've inflated our lives to a point where, um, we're, I mean, we're just here. And, uh, so I think the people that are sitting on the bench, like that are trying to like, it was, and I'll just say with veterans, it can be anybody. Like if you're sitting on the bench because you're trying to time something, I think it's a big mistake. Yeah. I think the best bet is to secure your housing costs. That's what I call it, securing your housing costs. That's true. That's true. So that you can start doing whatever. It's true with almost any investment. Like, very rarely do people luck out and time it. Whether you're talking about stocks, whether you're talking about Bitcoin, whether you're talking about housing, timing is really hard. It's really hard. What's weird is the less successful you are, I swear to God, the more likely you think you can time something. I can't tell you how many people I've met that are not smart that are like, oh, I'm waiting. <laughs> waiting for what? <laughs> like, it's coming. What the- I swear. <laughs> Do you so, see all these rich people that waiting around? Like, they're not fucking waiting. <laughs> this guy doesn't wait for anything. He goes from business to business. Yeah, he's he's, trying, got, trying he's got a happen. business. Oh, I got to get the timing right. He's like, got oh, a business God. in every court. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> gotta do something. So, got- so talk about talk about you know um, how how you've grown this business. So you it started as credit, and you went into mortgages, and now like what you know it's obviously growing at a at a crazy rate. How did you get there? The team, right? You know, being that's such a it's a wuss answer. <laughs> it's a wuss answer, but it's true because. I get resumes every day from loan officers, right? Yep. These mortgage companies are falling as we're speaking. Really? Yeah, they're they're crumbling. They're not spending money in marketing anymore, because nobody's nobody's There's no demand right now. Yeah, there's no demand. Like on on our side of the house, VA loans half from last year. Mm. There's only five hundred five hundred thousand VA loans last year. Wow. The year before that, there was over a million. So it's but that's across the board with everything. So I get resumes every day, but with the way we do things, I'm hiring veterans. I'm only hiring military veteran loan officers across the country. And, you know, it's a good niche because we're all connected. We're all close. Mm-hmm. It's an easier sale. You trust us. We take care of you. That's it. End of the day. So our business is growing. Because as you know, when you ETS, PCS, retire, you got to buy a home. Yep. That, that, that market's still there. Yep. So if I could get a piece of that market space, then we're good. And that's what, that's what we're doing. So why does it even matter? What, like, what is uniquely different about it? And why is it that, because all the big banks definitely want to play in this space. And they do. Yeah. They do very So big. why, to someone who does not, because not, I've never, I've only gone through a big commercial bank. I, I will don't tell know. you that doing a VA loan on my house through a big bank was one of the worst things that I've ever <laughs> gone through. I believe it. it. I'm not joking. I'm not joking when I say this. I had to provide 600 pages of memorandum. What? The combination of them not truly understanding the veteran loan process the way that you would think they would, and me being an entrepreneur and having to explain revenue streams. Oh, because you didn't have a nice W-2. Because I didn't have... I had a W-2, but not like a... Yeah. You know, it was like... (laughs) See addendum. What a nightmare. See page 12. It's one of the, re- like, it's why I always say if I buy another house, I have to, I'm going to have to buy like cash. <laughs> why? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to ever have to go through it again. Although I will say that when we bought our commercial property, that was great. It was a great experience. That was a really great experience. We should give them a shout out. Fidelity Bank, North Carolina. But That's we need to be. Work. We need to make sure that it's not fidelity, like the fidelity. Not big fidelity. Of, not big fidelity. <laughs> fidelity Bank, North Carolina. They were aw- and they're not paying us to say this, but they were awesome. <laughs> the, yeah, give walk us through the process because there's probably people that have no idea what you're talking about, and then other people, of course, yeah, have suffered through explain, it. What, what explain is the process for this? A veteran loan compared to a, a regular loan. So a couple, a couple of good things about the veteran loan is the VA loan. Everybody says, "Oh, I'm gonna call the VA and get the loan." No, that sounds bad. That, that's, <laughs> that's not how it works. That's just that's you, not how it works. Up, it's it like declaring bankruptcy. Right. Bankruptcy. <laughs> I need a loan. Room one twelve. 
Room 112, mortgage section. Go. Go wait six days for your appointment. Um, no, so the government backs a VA loan. So you can get a VA loan at any bank, right? Let's say it's $100,000. Johnny can't pay his bills. You foreclose on it. Mm-hmm. The bank guarantees or the, the government, the VA loan, guarantees that bank $25,000 of that loan. So they're hedging their losses, right? They're, they're, they're mitigating their risk with the VA loan. So the benefit about VA loan is 100% financed, meaning you don't need a down payment. You don't need a 3%, 5%, 10%, which is fantastic. But a lot of people don't realize there's still closing costs. Yeah. You can't just pick out a house and say, oh, I can afford this. And at the end of the day, you're still a what's, percentage of closing costs. What's the percentage of closing that's typically on a VA loan then? Is it like normal? It's it's normal. Yeah. Okay. It's your it's your doc fees. It's all the fees and everything wrapped up in there. You know, two, it's three like percent. Two, two and a half. To, I was going to guess. It all depends. But, you know, if the house appraises more than what you're buying it for right now, you could we could work some magic. We could roll those in there. So you're essentially getting a house without putting money down. That's that's a thing. Um, so usually lower credit score is needed because the mitigated risk, a lot of banks want like a 560 or 580 or higher, just no late payments in the last 12 months. You know, that's, that's what we work with. Um, 560 sounds low. It's pretty low. It's pretty low. So the people that don't qualify, <laughs> no, this is not good. but the problem is you should see the credit scores we see. Wow. I've seen fours. Like a single digit four? No, like four, <laughs> like four hundred. Yeah, you know, like it's like a lot of people don't credit's not, you know, they don't care about credit. Yeah, they're just like they only care my, when it's time to buy a house or a my car. bills are optional. I just don't, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know. You say, hey, have you had? Okay, you have a five eighty. Have you had any late payments in the last twelve months over thirty days? Oh yeah, <laughs> plenty of those. Well, you lost, buddy. I can't help you. <laughs> Nobody's going to give you a loan when you can't pay your car for $600 a month. You're not going to be able to pay your, like, that's, 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 you know, we get a lot of that. Okay. So with going back to the whole credit repair thing, we help them, you know, get them in a credit repair program for free. Let's work on their credit. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. And then a year or two when you're there, try to teach you some financial advice. Do they listen? No, but... <laughs> It happens. But then you always see the guys, oh, I got 700. Yeah. I was in the airport last night on my four-hour delay <laughs> at a bar. Lady's like, oh, I'm a Air Force veteran. Just came back from a European vacation. She said, I want to buy a house. I said, well, <laughs> perfect. Here's my company name. Yeah. Really? We started talking. What's your credit score? 720. She goes, but I don't have income. She goes, I just, I'm just on my VA disability, which is $3,000 a month. I'm like, well, you still buy a house. You can't buy that $600,000 house you want. Yeah. I'll still get you into something. And we're just having a great conversation. She says she'll call me Monday. We'll see what happens. But that's, you know, with, with the VA loan, it's a little bit easier to get into the house. You don't need a lot of capital up front, obviously, to get Is it. Is that the only thing? So it's it's backed. So the banks want to underwrite it because they know it's backed. 25%. 25% of it's, it's backed. Yeah. All right. Then you have to, um, what, what other, like, stipulations are there? Or like, that's it? You got to be at least, you got to be a a veteran. So you have to be at least two years active duty or or deployment overseas. Oh, so our boy boy Carter can't do it. Two years. No, he would. He would be able to do it because he would be a disabled veteran. Correct. Yeah, we're we're plugging our show office. We have a show coming out. Yeah. Called Office Joe. We start principal photography one December. In honor of Office Joe, I am drinking from the Range 15 Militia mug from six, six, seven years ago when Range 15 came out. The original people that backed us uh, bought this mug, and it says, uh, when Hollywoodn't, we did. Uh, and uh, on, the, on this side, it says Range 15. Well, at officejoeshow.com, you can once again support our ability to make really weird comedy i'll have you guys know that uh uh we hired principal we we hired some main actors they tried out for the role we're all excited and so then we delivered the full scripts to them and uh let's just say one or two have bowed out because the comedy was too extreme and if you think that this show is good get ready for a dramatic ad read by me 
The sun is low in the sky, with just a twinkle of twilight left. This is the first time you've ever touched this rifle. The target sits off in the distance. All eyes are on it. You settle onto your stomach and get a good sight picture, pulling the rifle into your shoulder. You take a deep breath and exhale, ceasing your breathing for one brief instant as you gently squeeze the trigger. Boom. Smoke fills your nostrils as the alluring scent of gunpowder wafts across them. Your vision leaves the sight and goes wide, focusing in on the target. Bullseye. Bullseye on your first shot. A cold zero. And that's where Cold Zero Spirits was born. The whiskey is a unique bourbon and rye blend that makes for an outstanding sipping whiskey, old-fashioned base, or a crisp Sazerac. The vodka is quintuple distilled for the purest, cleanest vodka flavor you'll encounter anywhere. And if incredible taste and quality from a team that is relentlessly pursuing perfection isn't enough for you, a portion of the proceeds goes to multiple veteran charities. Try Cold Zero at coldzerospirits.com. That's coldzerospirits.com. Cold Zero, it's your first shot. We've lost more than one. It's not. It's not. We that lost. Extreme. We lost one. We, we lost, lost more we lost, than one. We lost two. We lost two. Yes, we have lost two cast members because of the the comedy in Office Joe because it is not appropriate. I thought it was pretty PG. Uh, it's not PG-13. that bad. It's yeah, it it is PG thirteen. It is not like Range fifteen went all out. Range fifteen yeah, is crazy. I remember that. Range fifteen is crazy. <laughs> I remember that. But Office but might be a lowercase R, but a lowercase. Office Joe is yeah it's lowercase yeah it, it's a it's PG thirteen lowercase R yeah. it's not it's not bad no it's really not um, but but it's bad if I think if you're yeah. a normal person it's still bad yeah when we got a fun so Mac we got a fun character in there Carter who really really wants to be like he he's eighth gener he's eighth generation almost served eighth generation almost <laughs> served yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really likes the military. He's that guy. He's he respects guy. the service. He's that, he's that guy. Anyway. Backpack, and uh, and uh, something pretty funny happens to him. And, uh, you know, so you're telling him he could qualify for a VA home loan. Yes, because yeah. he got he got hurt at basic training. <laughs> so he is, a, and, and he got he was medically discharged because yep. he fell off the back of a five ton. He was, in, he was so, in for a total of fifty seven hours, twenty three minutes, and twelve seconds. That's right. He gets so, at least ten percent. He's good to go. So oh, he, so dang. he is a veteran. Yep. And so he doesn't have to put any money down for a house. He does not. Does not. How he many? Not. How many can a person have? You could up. You can have as many as you as you want. So like a, a traditional FHC. How many? Good. Wait, how many? You can have as many VA loans open. I thought you can only have one open. Did that change? As long as you live in, as long as you have lived in a house for a year, then you can move on to the next one. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> you could. I mean, Albert is. How do I get cartered? Albert. I think if I go in <laughs> and get cartered, I'm just thinking about how much more. Like, dude, you this, could you could buy a, a quadplex as long as you live in one of those units. Rent out those three as a private. So, so, wow. So, for those listening, I'm like, what am I salivating over? At the top of the show, Nick talked about how I like steady Eddie income, right? Or steady Eddie things. And so I do, I rent houses via Section 8, which is like the most guaranteed money there is. Yeah. But to have a second home, you need 20% down as a regular person to get a traditional. And you can only carry nine loans, traditional Fannie Freddie back loans. Once you are to loan number 10, you have to basically be an LLC and open because you can't get a 30 year mortgage. They won't give you a 30 year mortgage. I've seen anymore. up to four. You've seen up to four? I've seen a veteran purchase four just every time he PCS. That's still good. Yeah, because now he has, he has a great property near a military base and he's renting it out and he's on to the next one. Yeah, because in my model, each one carries at least $1,000 a month of cash flow. Easily. This is like. <laughs> Yep. I need a carter. How do I carter myself? <laughs> <laughs> How do I get in for fifty ridiculous. hours? Get discharged in fifty. It's <laughs> called fraud, buddy. Oh yeah, that sounds bad. I don't want to do that. <laughs> heat, heat stroke. Heat stroke. <laughs> so what's next for your company? We're just growing. Like right now, we're growing, trying to find the right people. I wish we could just do that. Can we just grow? Well, <laughs> it's a goal of ours. 
You know, yeah. it, for me, it's it's getting the, it's growing the name. It's getting the word out there. I'm go when you Google my company's name, three big banks pop up first. Dang, you know. Well, you do. You have well, yeah. You, you <laughs> veteran home loan like mortgage. Like, yeah, bro. Like, it's a highly competitive. Click. It's a very it's a very competitive <laughs> click. Yes. Yeah. But are it's, you, it's are doing, you doing Google ads? A little bit. A little bit. You got it. Yeah. A little bit. Did I tell you how I used to work for lower my bills? Well, lower my bills was my client. They were paying ninety nine dollars a lead to us. Yeah. So the amount of money these companies are paying per oh. lead is unbelievably. I, high. I know what Loan Depot is paying, and it is crazy. So these all these companies, like uh, for anyone like who's ever tried to get a loan, you know how you get funneled into like these different places, like bank rate and all this. Yeah. So all these companies are selling find the a, lead info. The lead info, the company that will eventually get the info, your information is paying between let's say ninety nine to probably five hundred dollars per qualified lead. The worst, the worst is is when you run your credit for a mortgage pool. It sends an alert to a lead company. So now those companies know you're in the market for a mortgage and they call you right behind it. Oh yeah. I have to tell my clients, you're gonna get three or four calls from A, B, and C. They are not us. <laughs> How is that legal? Exactly. That's what I want to know. This goes back to what we're talking That's about. That's what before. I want to know. Is like, <laughs> like, how does this make sense? You know, like I didn't want to reach out to these people. Like when I got into this industry and my partner told me that, I go, he goes, now make sure you let him know. And we go, what? How? Like, huh? Yeah. Like, I I think, well, that's a whole different conversation. I think the the three credit bureaus is the biggest. I think the, I think it's a farce at this point. It's not the government. Like people think it's, I go, it's not the government. It's a company. Yeah. What, Equifax? Yeah. Those are companies. Yeah. That's not a government company. Yeah. It's like, What? Yeah, why are we? Why do, are we putting stock into it? Why is your reputation of how you've lived your life? For, and you can't fix it. It's very hard to fix. Very hard to fix. You would say this isn't right. Obviously, being in a credit repair world, I know how it works. Yeah. You you dispute it, and they come back and like, no, it's right. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not right. Now you have to prove it to me. No, no, you have to prove it to me. Like, really? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like this is this is nuts. It's nuts. There's a there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. Yeah, I've been there with silly stuff. Like, I never had anything catastrophic, but I've had silly stuff where you're like, "This, this wasn't me." Right? They've conf they've confused, uh, you know, my dad's credit with mine because we have the same first and last name, oh. even though we have different middle names. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else. My, uh, I had one of my kids missed like a $25 payment. Oh, that's what stopped the, that's what stopped our loan from yeah, being approved. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like nothing. It was like a nothing. Right. You know, years of good credit and it was yeah. like, "Oh, what's this $25?" Yeah. But I co-signed on it. So yeah. it was like 25. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No, that you was know? hilarious. We, it well, hilarious it was not me. funny now. Like it, it wasn't, wasn't funny at the time. It's funny looking and, back. And it's, you know, this was for our commercial loan. Yeah. So me and Nick were the two principals on the holding company that was going to own the real estate. Yeah of our office unit and <laughs> come back like your partner you know, they told going. me first like your partner has a credit problem discrepancy i'm like nick why are, what are you not telling me yeah and i'm like <laughs> i don't know like what's what's going on and it wasn't like but it, it, it the credit score was fine it right. was the there was a late payment. it was the mark that's all it is, is the mark <laughs> and you could pay it off and the bank's supposed to be like hey, but you're late yeah but you're like why <laughs> were you like, late but I paid it off. I got more than enough money to, if this ever arises again, we're yeah, good. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, it was wild. It, was wild. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, the whole credit score thing, when I pull your credit for a mortgage yeah. specifically. Yeah. And now you're getting dinged by Lending Tree and everybody else. How is that happening? Like, dude. <laughs> like, how do I get involved in that game? Yeah. <laughs> can't. Can't. Can't afford it. Yeah, it's crazy. You're outpriced. But I mean, but this is what I'm saying. It's like when you, you don't want to get like, you know, when you're on social media and you see like the, the young people being like anti-capitalist, right? Like obviously, like if you're educated, you know, capitalism has done a lot for the world. But where, where they are right is like when these mega companies have more control essentially than the government. And they can dictate how everything goes. And the deck is stacked against small business. 
Like it's a problem. And like, I look at the credit companies as, as part of that credit companies, you know, large pharmaceutical companies, the military industrial complex, like it's a problem. I got involved with a, an organization, I'm like, I can't mention the name, an organization that is veteran. You've got a lot of secrets. It's veteran centric. I don't want to put anybody on blast, right? It, it's venture. It's yeah, veterans. Me, me either. <laughs> it, it's very veteran centric. And I went to their first, to the first big co- national conference they had. Okay. And it's, it's, it's veteran realty realtors mainly. They said, there's a veteran realtor conference. Yeah. Wow. But here's the kicker. First thing the guy says is, can I have all the, everybody who served our armed forces, please stand up. Probably about 400 people in this conference. Okay. I think 40 people stood up. And how are they there? Exactly. So okay. I looked at the table. I know nobody here. I'm <laughs> yeah. just here like, hey, yeah. if you're a veteran real estate agent, I'm a veteran mortgage guy. It only yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, wait, is your spouse? Oh, no, no, no. I run the chapter. I'm like, wait, well, what's your military? Well, we're, we're, we're labeled as patriots. I looked around, and every big bank's there sponsoring. They're trying to corner the market throwing these guys hundreds of thousands of dollars to be a sponsor and they'll get some jabroni guy who served for like 30 years, you know, high ranking guy to give this speech and show some pictures of his time in Baghdad. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, and they're like, wow. I'm like, this is nuts. Like, and they're using, I'm just glad that you used the word jabroni. <laughs> jabroni. <laughs> That's what that made me. I was going to say something else. But, and I just sat there for three days and I'm like, this is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Like this is, and it's, it's the big, big bang sponsoring these things. You know, oh, we support the veteran. But nobody here is a veteran. Yeah, no one's a veteran. You want to support a veteran? Let's go. <laughs> I will support veterans all day. But that's, and then yeah. it's, it's like. Yeah. And I'm that's, trying to get the loan guaranteed, uh, Mac. Like, they, they just come out and say it. It's like, why are you here? I like selling guaranteed loans. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care about my time and service? Not really. And the, whole, <laughs> the wholesale buyback's a lot more, too. Yeah, and I can if you if you fail, I'll wholesale buyback or I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll repo your home. Like I, I win in many I'll directions. The, I'll get the twenty five percent. I get the closing cost, the yeah. twenty five, and I get your house yep. if you fail to make payments. Yeah, and I see your credit's really bad. So chances so, are good. So chances are good. Yeah. We're gonna capitalize on. Yeah, that. and I know you have your disability check, so there's gonna be some income coming. So I know you can pay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's been my thing. My thing is if VA money is guaranteed money, first of the month. Yep. How come a bank didn't step up to the table and say, you get $4,000 a month. We'll give you $2,500 to get that mortgage for a year and a half, help you build your credit, automatically set it up. It comes over, guaranteed payment. You're building your credit. You're showing, you know, you're hockey sticking in life. And nobody offers that. Nobody wants to help. You want to help, that's how you help. Yeah. Because you know you're getting that money no matter what, unless you become a felon. So why, why can't we have a program like that? Yep. Well, that's too risky. <laughs> too risky? I go, to me, that's what makes sense. Mm. If we really care about veterans, that's what makes sense. So you think they actually want you to default? 100%. Who doesn't? They want to repo the home. Who doesn't? They want you to pay for it in principle. Like They pay it off in principle, but then they get that's, the repo it anyway. wild. You know? That's really wild when you think about it. How messed up it is. <laughs> it's, it's... And... These banks big, are a problem. And these bigger <laughs> banks take advantage of guys that use the word veteran. Yeah. That's that's why that's yeah. why we did this. But this one again, this it comes back to this. Like it, it it's these organizations have too much power. Way know? too much power. Too much power. And when you you know, if if you're a disenfranchised young person, you know, like I mean, again, socialism is terrible and always is terrible but i understand how kids end up in a situation where they go well it can't be worse than this it's way worse mm-hmm. but you know this is like abuse at the highest level like what you don't know you don't know yeah there's obviously anti-monopoly policies in the yeah, u.s but government it, but it's not is it, it's not really enforced i mean yeah like as an example facebook essentially owns social media yeah they own you know like yeah. the only thing that was kind of out there as an outlier like you had tiktok well tiktok's getting owned by the it's owned by china they're getting ha- government. and they're getting hammered they're i could see tiktok going away because it is basically a 
a collection tool for the Chinese government. Um, but then Twitter, right? So what does Facebook do? They create, they rip Twitter off and they make threads and like, no one's coming at them for monopoly. No, I mean, it's awfully close, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, we, specifically in this conversation, like banking, there's really only a handful of banks. Yeah. They run everything, everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when they, when they fail, they don't really fail. No, they get a bailout. They get bailed they get out. Bailed out. <laughs> Too big to fail, baby. Yeah. No, Too I know. I mean, fail. that movie. I can write out. all kinds of bad loans. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, oh. And that's, so I guess that's. Nobody my, can pay me back. Go that's my Uncle Sam, concern. I need you to help me out here. That's my chief concern with banks buying up all, you know, yeah. these homes, these large organizations, because they're not going to. If they go under, they won't go under. Someone will come in, yeah. they'll repackage it, they'll buy the assets. There won't be a penalty. Whereas if you fail to pay your mortgage, yeah. you're not like your credit goes terrible, you lose your home, you know, the equity is gone. Like it all goes to shit. Yeah. And I can't. Your life goes to shit. And no one helps me. No one right. helps you. You can't get yeah. help because you don't have a credit score. Yeah. But people are running to like, oh, you know, they made some bad decisions, but they're good. No, they're not. Like, they're not good. <laughs> they took on all this risk knowing it could go south. Then when it went south, they pay no consequence. Yeah. It's crazy. But I digress. Is there anything that you wish I had talked to you about that I haven't talked to you about? I think we covered a lot. Yeah? Yeah. You, you sure? Yeah. I you want to so. call anybody else a jabroni? <laughs> there's a there's a few. <laughs> Do you have the hat, buddy? Oh yeah. The rapid fire hat. The first question I always ask everybody is, what is the toughest animal you think you could defeat in hand to hand combat? Jesus. The toughest I mean animal. that'd be hard. Well you live in Florida, so I feel like you gotta be able to take a gator. <laughs> Maybe a gator under five feet. Five foot. Okay, that's good. That's a good. That's we haven't heard. We have not heard gator yet. Although we have, we have had one gentleman tell us that he could take a lion. An adult say, lion. An adult lion. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that won't work out. No, that's yeah. like eight hundred pounds. Uh, maybe animal. a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. A kangaroo's pretty aggressive. They are pretty aggressive, and they can punch and yeah. kick. Did you see the video of the kangaroo trying to drown a dog? No. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, he, he looks like he got caught, like. He's like literally holding a dog underwater. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. They drown dogs. Do they eat animals? No. The dogs attack them. So uh. they've just found that like one of the easiest things they can do is like go into the water. The dog, uh, you know, chases them and then they just push them down because they're so tall. Kangaroos swim? Yeah. No, they're tall. They're standing. But they can swim. Yeah, they can swim. Like, like we swim. I don't know I if don't they know. swim like they don't have doggy. I think, they do, a, I think they do a lot of like <laughs> Yeah, their legs are hip thrust. A lot of that. All right. What's the worst piece of advice that you got when you were starting any of your businesses? The worst piece of advice. It's hmm. a hard one. The worst piece of advice. You only had good advice? No. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's. I don't know. All right, moving on. What's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh. Wrecking Ball. Give us ten seconds of Wrecking Ball. No. <laughs> All right. No chance. <laughs> moving on. Now I'm now I'm intrigued. What fictional character do you think you're most like? Mm. That's okay. I don't. You gotta be off the company. Like just the, rap you're like the worst at this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what celebrity would you most like to switch lives with? And you can't give a wussy answer like my life is perfect the way it is, and I would never want to change. Matthew McConaughey. It's a good one. It's a good one. What's, what's, a, what, what's why? What, you, we don't do why. We oh. don't do why. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure? Um, traveling. That's a weak answer. What's your favorite car? Audi R8. Okay. Mm. Weapon of choice in the zombie apocalypse. Um, I would do a maximum defense AR. You can invite three people to dinner, living, dead, past, present, fictional, non-fictional. Who are they? 
Jackie Robinson, Donald Trump, and Sister Jen- Janet, my eighth grade religion teacher. That'd be that'd be an interesting, it'd be an interesting meal. What a trio! Uh, how many seven year olds do you think you could fight off before they'd overpower you? Nine. <laughs> What's one job no one could pay you enough to do? Be the president. Okay. Okay. What's been your favorite age thus far? 30. What's the favorite book you've read in the last year or so? Shoe Dog. That's a good book. Yeah. I like that book. What's the most interesting place you've ever been? Baghdad, Iraq. And Albert, give give him one more spontaneous question. I believe you told us that your daughters are superstar athletes. They are. Which of them is the best? (laughs) (laughs) No comment. Don't answer it. it. What do your daughters do? We'll let you finish with that. What's their sport? I have twins that play soccer, and I have a 14-year-old that plays lacrosse. Awesome. I, All right. So I Googled the name, just your last name, because I didn't know the kid's name. So yeah. I feel like I know which ones they are, because when I Googled Verde Florida Soccer, like a one name kept, or two names kept coming up. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so they're good. They're legitimately good. They're good. Who's yeah. uh, we, we were over here looking at colleges down the yeah. street for awesome. soccer. As in North Carolina wants her to play? Um, I wouldn't go that far, but they were, yeah. We, I mean, North Carolina is Duke. national championship competitor yeah. every year. It, it was more yeah. Duke, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> ACC soccer. They're, they're, they're definitely into that whole SEC thing right now okay. because those facilities are absolutely amazing. They're, yeah, they're wild. It's crazy what they offer yeah. to these yeah. girls. And because they're twins, they're, they're talking NIL money. My kid's like, what is that? I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, I'm like, women's soccer, and you're talking about NIL money? Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. Texas A&M? Interesting. They got a lot of money. Interesting. <laughs> Mississippi's on the list right now. Mississippi oh. State. There you go. <laughs> I told my kids, I said, you live in South Florida. You're not going to want to go to Mississippi. <laughs> you don't want to go anywhere. You're not going to want to go. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, brother. And, uh, you know, give everybody one powerful parting thought. Look right into camera and tell them about life. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Pretend you're telling your daughters a piece of advice as they turn into adults. You would tell them to? You become a product of your environment. Surround yourself with good people and you'll become a good person. That was actually really good, despite his aw shucks charm. Yeah, see? When you give them to kids, most people can give good advice to their yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're going to do one last neutral position next week before we shut down for the holidays because we're filming Office Joe and we are going to be working 16-hour days. So next That's my choice. If they could hit it all in one take, it's a half a day. Next week will be our last neutral position of the year, and we appreciate all the support this year, and we will definitely be back in 2024. But next week, last one of the year, and then it's Office Joe 24-7. Until Christmas. And when will neutral position return? In January of next year. February. <laughs> Late January. It's February, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>